I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, January 5th. On affordable and inaccessible child care, a U.S. Supreme Court ruling affecting Massachusetts gun laws and rising health care costs. Headline, House Speaker Ron Mariano's top priorities this session. Mariano of Quincy, who won approval from representatives yesterday to continue wielding the gavel for his second straight full term, set his sights after the vote on returning to several policy areas prominent during the last session and tackling a few other issues primed for additional action under Governor-elect Mara Healey. The House approved a bill in 2021 to beef up the regulatory review process when large hospitals expand into territory covered by smaller community hospitals, but it never emerged in the Senate for a vote. Mariano signaled that topic is still at or near the top of his to-do list. Altogether, Mariano mentioned more than half a dozen specific topics on the roadmap for the House in the next two years. Health care costs, gun safety, early education and child care, public transit, offshore wind, affordable housing, and fiscal discipline. House Democrats yesterday had unanimously nominated Mariano to serve another term as Speaker. He was elected Speaker with 131 votes. Republican Representative Bradley Jones of North Reading received 25 votes and returns to the minority leader's post that he has long held. In addition to Mariano, Quincy Representatives Bruce Ayers and Tacky Chan and Senator John Keenan were also sworn in for the new 193rd General Court on Beacon Hill yesterday. Quincy Police Chief Paul Keenan has extended their annual No Shave November fundraiser until this coming Sunday to help raise more money for Cops for Kids with Cancer. A shave-off event will be held Sunday from 10 to noon at Paul's Barber Shop on Washington Street in Quincy Point, and the public is welcome to attend. A $10 donation will get you a professional shave. All the proceeds will be donated to Cops for Kids with Cancer. Governor Baker engaged in a series of traditional ceremonies during his last full day as governor yesterday, marking the transition of power in the top office on Beacon Hill from Republican to Democratic hands. During a private ceremony in the governor's office, the Republican handed the incoming governor, Democrat Mara Healey, a series of symbolic items, including a Bible dating to the 1800s and a gavel made from the white oak frame of the USS Constitution. Two other items that passed hands, as they have in prior transitions, included a pewter key to the door to the governor's office and two volumes of the Massachusetts General Laws dating back to the 1860s. Baker ended the day with a traditional red-carpeted departure through the State House and down the front steps of the historic building, symbolizing his return to private life. Although it is known as the Lone Walk, Baker was accompanied by his lieutenant governor, Karen Polito, and their respective spouses, First Lady Lauren Baker and Steve Rodolakis. The group left the governor's office on the third floor of the State House and wound through the building following a red carpet before exiting through the front doors and walking down the long set of stairs into the murky January night. They were greeted with the 19-gun salutes, followed by the song, How Far We've Come, 
by the band Matchbox 20, blaring through speakers on the front lawn of the State House, a favorite of Baker's. The walk marked the end of Baker's two terms in office. Healy, the first woman and first member of the LGBTQ community to be elected governor in Massachusetts, will take the oath of office in the House chambers at the State House at about noontime today. Federal government has denied an application for a $1.8 billion grant to replace the Bourne and Sagamore bridges. State transportation officials announced the denial late yesterday, saying the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers grant application requesting Federal Highway Administration funds under the first round of the bridge investment program grants was denied. Back in September, state officials reported that another Army Corps of Engineers application for bridge replacement funds had failed. That application sought a grant under the Infrastructure for Rebuilding America program. The latest application was filed in August for funding through the new federal infrastructure law, and the funds sought represent 47% of the estimated $3.9 billion total project cost. The Army Corps of Engineers built, operates, and maintains the two bridges. A 2020 agreement calls for the Corps to retain ownership and management of the bridges while they are demolished and replaced, and then transfer ownership and operation of the planned new bridges over to Massachusetts. Officials said the federal government awarded $2.1 billion in bridge investment program grants for four projects, including $158 million for Connecticut to rehabilitate a 995 corridor bridge between New London and Groton. A woman was seriously injured in a cooking fire in Kingston on Tuesday afternoon. Happened about 2.30 in the area of 73 Main Street. Firefighters responded to the area. When they got there, the fire had already been extinguished Fire Department said the victim, who is an older adult with limited mobility, was inside and unable to escape on her own. There's no further information about her injuries. Two young people used a hammer to smash the windows of an MBTA train in Boston Tuesday night, causing service delays. Officers initially responded to the Red Line train at Downtown Crossing at 7 p.m. for report of shots fired, but when they got there, they figured out that two juvenile males were hitting windows with a hammer. The vandals fled the scene, and an investigation is underway. The MBTA recently announced that work on the subway would delay Orange, Green, and Red Line service for the next three weekends. Eight people will be offered their jobs back at the MBTA after the transit agency rescinded its vaccine mandate for its workforce. In an email to T employees, General Manager Steve Poftak wrote that the agency was rescinding the T's vaccine policy, which required the full vaccination of its workforce. The T's policy followed an executive order issued by Governor Baker in August of 2021 that implemented a COVID-19 vaccine requirement for all employees within the state's executive branch. Since issuing the policy, over 90% of the T's workforce has been vaccinated. Poftac cited that, along with the rise of additional vaccines, boosters, antivirals, and COVID becoming a more manageable illness. 
for the vast majority of individuals who contract it as reasons for rolling back the vaccine requirement. The T still urges its employees to be vaccinated and boosted. Eight employees who were previously non-compliant will be offered their old jobs back through a negotiated settlement agreement with their union. Uh, The mastermind of the nationwide college admissions bribery scheme that ensnared celebrities, prominent business people, and other parents who used their wealth and privilege to buy their kids' way into top-tier schools was sentenced to three and a half years in prison yesterday. Punishment for 62-year-old Rick Singer is the longest sentence handed down in the sprawling scandal that embarrassed some of the nation's most prestigious universities and put a spotlight on the secretive admissions system already seen as rigged in favor of the rich. Prosecutors had sought six years behind bars, noting Singer's extensive cooperation that helped authorities unravel the entire scheme. Singer began secretly working with investigators in 2018 and recorded hundreds of phone calls and meetings that helped authorities build the case against dozens of parents, athletic coaches, and others arrested in March of 2019. Singer was also ordered to pay more than $10 million restitution to the IRS and forfeit millions more in money and assets to the government. He was ordered to report to prison in February. Workers at a small business on the South Shore received an enormous holiday surprise. The owner of Toast in Hull is taking all of her employees to Disney World. Jessica Travis said it's her way of saying thank you for all their hard work during the pandemic. Toast is a breakfast and lunch restaurants right along the water in Hull. At a time when restaurants are struggling to hire and keep workers, Travis said, making sure employees feel appreciated is critical. Travis bought toast just a few months before the pandemic hit. She lost her entire staff and wasn't sure she was going to stay open. That's when she pivoted and take out orders and hired new people who've been with her ever since. Just before Christmas, she gathered the team and had them put a 30-piece puzzle together. It spells... Surprise! We are all going to Walt Disney World. A total of 27 employees, including family members, are going on an all-expenses-paid seven-day trip to Disney in May. Travis said the trip may mean more to her than those she invited. Her mother passed away a few years ago and left her some money behind. She's been waiting for just the right opportunity to do something special with it. Check of business news this morning. Stocks pulled back. The Dow down 22. NASDAQ dropped 14. S&P fell 2. Asian stocks are mostly higher. The dollar fell. The euro is up. Oil at $74 a barrel. In sports, the Bruins out in L.A. against the Kings tonight at 10.30. Celtics are in Dallas at 7.30. Forecast today from the National Weather Service. Drizzle, mist, and fog. At a high 44 for tonight, some lingering showers, low of 36. Tomorrow, rain and maybe some wet snow at a high 40, cloudy 43 for Saturday, and partly cloudy 39 on Sunday. For the boater, waves 2 to 3 feet, northeast wind at 10 to 15, gusting to 25 at a high tide right after 10 a.m. Sunrise, 712, set at 425. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Thursday, January 5th.